My name is Jennifer Smith and welcome to the CRC Conversation on the Christopher Peter Review. If you are a seasoned listener, then you know we focus on facts, evidence, and data in our discussions on salient current events that impact our public policy, our economic outcomes, and our overall society. If you are not a seasoned member of our audience, then you are now aware of what to expect when listening to our content. I think it is clear to everyone now that the United States is in a recession. At the very least a technical recession. Our gross domestic product is confirmed to have declined in the first half of the year and the economic outlook continues to look depressing. Fortunately, employers are resisting drastically cutting payroll after a period of time where they struggled to fill open positions. My name is Christopher Peter and welcome to the Christopher Peter Review. I think most people hope that we could avert a recession. Some for political purposes wanted to jump the gun and declare a recession as soon as possible. Others for political purposes want to continue to deny that the American economy is in a recession. For the rest of us, we felt the recessionary conditions, especially lately as the stock market has depleted our overall financial well-being. There were many people who predicted that September and October would be the start of the real impactful downturn, which turned out to be accurate. People in the know who have to keep their pulse on the state of the economy. Political economists like us who look at different data points to see how our economy is doing. The challenge for many people is what to do during a recession. Obviously, we cannot just continue doing the same as always. If you are an investor, you generally have to change strategies because what works in a growing economy is much different than in a recessionary environment. If you are in sales, you realize your volume will naturally decline as people will start cutting back on expenses not deemed essential. Change is natural during a recession. There are some economic activities that continue and are generally considered recession-proof. Obviously, the sick will be cared for. Our youths will be educated. Governments will still function. But, a recession is a hard time to change jobs, start a business, make a risky investment, or do anything that is directly tied to the performance of the economy especially in a situation with high persistent inflation. People are generally risk-averse and when risk escalates in an economy, over-caution will persist well beyond the point where a recession actually ends. From a macroeconomic perspective, the natural solution would be just tell everyone to continue buying. The American economy is a consumer-driven economy, not a centralized economy. The health of our economy is directly tied to people buying goods and services. Even in the event of a poor public policy climate, our economy can still push through if the general public continues to foster economic activity. We saw that during the Obama era, which featured not suitable economic policies. But, this time, I believe people will be more cautious because there is little hope in the quality of people leading us through this. To his credit, Obama still maintained a general level of trust even though he was not economically savvy. Our experience with the pandemic also will change our economic decisions because we saw things in America happen that we never dreamed of. Store shelves were empty. Some still struggle with inventory to this day. I think we realize that we are no longer as invincible as we were in the past. Our economy relies on foreign production with allies that are behaving more like enemies each and every day. As China grows closer to those who share their vision of power rising in the East, our economic condition may be further constrained now than in the past. During the Obama era, China might not have thought that America would have the resolve to attempt to address trade issues. Then came Trump. And Biden does share similar concerns with China. So the calculus is much different now than before. Our supply chains are still challenged and global strife is creating issues outside of our own control. Decisions made inside our borders have not helped either. 
and the band aids might not be effective in the long term. At same time, we head into a midterm election cycle that will add more challenges to the mix. Going back to the Obama era, at least his communications team was effective at demonstrating empathy for the condition Americans were living through. Even if his policies were the direct cause, he at least made people believe he understood. The communication in general, especially in regards to our economic condition, has not been good. I think it was completely mind-boggling to see a press secretary deny inflation, state that it is a good sign, and other radical statements. Mind-boggling to see a sitting president give false statistics that his own administration proved wrong when the official documents came out the same day. I do not think any president wants a bad economy. Some just put politics over the well-being of the people. But, I think Americans have to question whether we need to address the complete lack of ability this administration is showing as we head into a recession that they deny is a recession. I agree that their communication does not give us confidence that they are taking the economic issues and challenges as seriously as they take climate change-related issues. As I said in the past, we all want a clean environment, but we must have a growing economy. We must have economic growth for both our current well-being and our future well-being. Expanding green energy providers will be more palatable in a growing economic environment. People are not going to purchase six-figure electric vehicles and pay higher electric bills if they feel like their jobs are on the line or their household financial condition is declining. Just unreasonable to expect anyone to make that change. We are lucky that employment remains strong and that companies are not eliminating positions after struggling to find candidates. But, I believe we all feel like we need to see a better performance by those in power and need to have the economy at the forefront of any economic agenda. The stock market is generally regarded as an important indicator of how our economy is trending. Politically, some will downplay the importance or try to distort its importance. The stock market is not just a tool of the rich, but how wealth is generated to fund our government beyond just tax halls, fund our retirement accounts, fund operations of our employers, and grow our savings. Financial markets are the reason why our businesses grow, our communities can make commitments to improving infrastructures, safety, and services. The decline and precipitous drop should be concerning. That lost value can be the deciding factor to whether one has to return to the workforce, whether a company can afford to hire or retain staff, or whether a retirement fund can perform. The narratives around our financial markets by the economic illiterate political leaders are harmful to society. Some people say if there is something you cannot fix or not educated enough about, then just change the conversation about it. Investing is not only for the rich. If you are not an investor, you are doing your family, your household, and yourself a major disservice. Investing is about elevating your economic state to a better level without having to take on an additional job. Without working more hours. Investing is challenging and you need to be informed of the risks, rewards, and probabilities of each. There are many ways to invest beyond just stocks. You can choose different tools that are suited to the level of risk you are willing to accept. I think some people are scared to invest or not knowledgeable about it so they write it off as being only for the rich. A smarter approach would be to increase your knowledge about the subject. Economically, the stock market does show where the economy is trending because people tend to sell assets when they think the future value will be lower than the current value. For example, if you had tickets to the Cowboys vs. Rams game before Dak Prescott was hurt, you might have sold the tickets once you saw the news of the injury because your perception of future benefit is much lower than the benefit of retaining the funds now. When enough people make similar decisions, there is a sign that people are bracing for a negative climate. Finally, I think it is one thing to say you are going to fix the economy. It is another thing to actually fix the economy. 
Many politicians boast about creating jobs. In reality, politicians do not create jobs, consumers create jobs through the demand they generate. I strongly feel that all politicians should be pro-growth, pro-business. Because that is what makes communities better. You can hold businesses accountable while still encouraging entrepreneurship. We generally are better off economically if we have more taxpayers than higher taxes. Better off if we have more economic activity than economic expenses. In our political discourse, more needs to be focused on what candidates view as an ideal economic environment. Our American economy should work for all Americans, which is why we need to reconsider electing politicians who run on ideas that only benefit a small fringe segment. You cannot just determine that one group is responsible for the cost of our economy and another group must reap unpaid benefits. That is not a fair economy. And more importantly, those carefully crafted groups tend to not experience the promised benefits. When you say you are not going to raise taxes on people below a certain point, you essentially will have companies raise prices to offset lost investments. Those are indirect taxes caused by government policies. The problem with having candidates that are economically illiterate or lifelong government is the fact that they lack an understanding of how society really operates. They believe that if they do A they will get B, but reality is that C though Z is possible because people do not always follow the preferred path. That is just a reality of a free society. I agree that we need candidates that are pro-growth and pro-business. We need candidates that are free market thinkers. Opportunity supporters. The business community is not the enemy of society. In many ways, the government operates in the same interests as businesses. The main difference is that businesses try to avoid price increases in bad climates. The government does not really concern itself with the well-being of the people when it wants to raise taxes. Rarely do we ever see a noticeable improvement in the quality of operations or quality of life after a tax increase. We need more taxpayers, not more taxes. There are times to cut or raise taxes, but current politicians want to see more money flow to the government and their interests rather than back to the people. At least investors see returns on their investments and consumers get a tangible product or useful service. With government, you just get less take-home pay and the people elected to serve your interest gain more power over you. Well it is that time where we close this conversation. On behalf of the entire CRC team, we appreciate your viewership. Please continue to explore our site for more content. Especially on Thursday when we discuss the upcoming midterms. Thank you once again and talk to you next time.